Hello. Um, yeah, I'm back. You know, welcome back to the Mind Your Fitness podcast. Again, with me, your host, Tom Fowler. Third series. Wow. Um, yeah, thank you for coming back for the third series. And if you're new to the to the show, welcome. Uh, yeah, so it's grown arms and legs since the, the first two series. And I am so excited to share all of the knowledge bombs that I have for you. It's yeah, it's going to be insane. I'm going to be talking to to more guests on on this series, and I can't wait to share their journey with you all. You know, to help you become a you know a stronger and more resilient person. Please don't forget to subscribe, review, and share the show wherever you may listen to it. Throw it on your Instagram and you know tag me in it. And um, so yeah. I'm, Buzzing to get them started. So, you know, with that in mind, let's get cracking on with today's show. Okay, so joining me today, I have a former Royal Marine. He is a legend. He's an athlete, an author, a, a motivational speaker. By the way, this is all coming from your Wikipedia page. So assuming you haven't actually bigged yourself up too much, uh, yeah. ladies and gents, we have Mark Ormrod. Mark, welcome to the pod. Hello, mate. You're all right. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with you, um, who's Mark? Mark is, if you look at my Wikipedia page, <laughs> a former Royal Marine. Uh, served 10 years in the military from 2001 to 2010, straight out of school, 17 years old. Um, completed my training at 18. First operational tour at 19 to Iraq. Uh, brief spell out of the military, took a year out. Failed miserably as a civilian. Yeah. Nearly went to prison. Ooh. Ran back into the military. Uh, Deployed again, this time to Afghanistan, and was injured whilst I was out there serving. Yeah, so... Also a father. Yeah. Yeah. A husband, you know, three kids, uh, wife. Just actually left my job. I spent the last 10 years working for RMA, the Royal Marines charity. Um, Left there last month, January 2021, to start a new adventure, including doing things like this. Perfect. So, well, let's, let's dive straight into that then. So, so what are we doing at the moment? Do you know what? It, it's, I'm in this hurricane right now. So there's a million things I want to do. So like you said, you know, I, I do the speaking, you know, I've been doing that for about eight or nine years, traveling the world, but obviously I can't do that now. So we, we flipped the virtual. Yeah. I'm still doing that virtually, which is great. Uh, I'm just about to finish my second book. Uh, before, just before lockdown, the first, you know, when it all first yeah, kicked off about 12 months ago, uh, I signed a movie contract. So I've got that yes. going on. And I'm just about to, I'm just like, I would say three quarters of the way through developing my first ever online coaching program. I'm starting with a seven-day peak performance program, then I'm going to a 30-day, and I am 
I'm building a membership community on my Facebook page. What There's a little it? button on Facebook now that says become a supporter. And oh, okay. people pay, they pay like a monthly subscription. So I'm going to build that up to replace my income from my job and have an exclusive community where they'll get content like those programs for free. They'll get access to my network. So I was on the phone with uh, a friend this morning who's a physical trainer. He's got a bunch of programs. I'm just building up the actual reward list, if you like. And I'll That's do like, monthly coaching sessions. Yeah, it's, it's opened my eyes, mate. Like, I'm 37, right? So I'm not old. Yeah. But what really blew my mind was when I saw my, my kids watching YouTube. And I jumped on this. Uh, this website called Social Blade, and it tells you roughly how much these people make in revenue. And it, it just opened my eyes to a different world of income generation. Yeah. That old model of, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a job at the bottom, work your way up, work your ass off, work weekends, you know, and then retire at 65. I know, I know people that are making what I was making in a year, in four weeks, by doing it online. Jesus Do you know what I mean? Christ. Yeah. And so my mind was like, right, cool. Now I'm in this position where I can do what I want. You know, I just said I'm about to finish that second book. I've already started the third one. The third one's yeah. about peak performance, where I'm taking everything I learned in the military, everything I learned from martial arts, as a bodyguard, as a doorman, as a disabled athlete. Yeah. And I'm putting all of these lessons into a book. And then that book is going to turn into several courses. Yeah, and those courses are going to be given to this community that I'm building on Facebook, and you know, it's funny because I mean I don't get excited about the thought of how much money you can make. I get excited of the of setting myself the challenge as as really what is in that world. I'm a dinosaur. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like you get sixteen year olds doing this, and I'm thirty seven. I'm like you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to That's nail it. this and I'm going to be the old man repping, repping the old boys. <laughs> no, someone's got to do it, ain't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's class. Yeah, so. And to be yeah, fair, like, lot, the, lot the market on YouTube, it's, there's so much potential on there. It's not just there, man. You know, I'm on this new app now. It's in beta at the minute. It's um, invite only and you have to have an iPhone. It's called Clubhouse. Oh, okay. And, and, and it's like this, right? So me and you would be the, the moderators of a room. Hmm. We can invite people up onto the stage. So they have then control. They can talk and unmute their microphones and everything. And then you have an audience underneath who are just listening. And you put up a topic for the day, whether it be, <sighs> should I invest in Bitcoin? What are your best tips for joining the military? Who's got recipes for vegans? Or whatever, you, yeah. whatever topic you decide, you just start a room. And it's like a live podcast, right? with up to 5,000 people where you can dip in and dip out. And mate, I've been on, I've been on stage speaking with like people I'd never meet in real life. You know, you got class. big hitting entrepreneurs and like Grant Cardone, Rob Moore, JT Fox, Dr. John Demartini's on there right now. Vanilla Ice just joined tonight. There's 5,000 people in a room with Vanilla Ice right now. Stop it. Um, mate, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. No but, way. I've just, I've just met some, I've been on it for two weeks now. I think I've just got under 900 people in, in my network on there. And I'm just meeting phenomenal people from yeah. property investing, uh, speakers, personal development, and all these areas that I love and I'm in. And they're, but they're so much further ahead than I am. Yeah. And that's what gave me, that's actually what gave me the kind of 
that confidence I needed. Hmm. I, I don't lack confidence, but in that area I did to, to launch this program. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And actually go out there and say, this is everything I've got in my head, what I've learned from real life, hardcore experience. I'm going to put it into here in these different courses, depending on yeah. how deep you want to go. And then I can share that with you and you can learn. Oh, mate, that's class. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. So, so realistically then, when, when's that out to market? When, when can people join that? Which one? The, my membership thing or? Yeah, so yeah, your membership thing through, uh, through Facebook. I mean, technically, anyone can go on my Facebook now and click. I've got like four supporters now. But it makes like £13 a month, right? Yeah. But I've got nothing to offer them. They get a little badge that says, I support Mark Wormrod. And <laughs> yeah. I think two other things. But what I'm trying to do, you know, it's £3.49 a month. I'm trying to give them like £300 a month's worth of, yeah, of yeah. rewards. So I, mean, I think I'm going to give the first 200 people a, a free signed copy of my book. I'm going to put the link to my documentary on there so everyone can watch that for nothing. I'm going to hold monthly like group coaching sessions. I'm going to do bi-weekly Q&As. It's exclusive to that community. So it's like, a, I don't know. I guess if, if you were a celebrity, it's like exclusive access. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, it makes me cringe a little bit to think about that. But I've, the trends I've noticed over the years on my social media, there's some people out there that kind of want that. And I thought, well, I'm not going to hold back. I need to earn a living now. So that's it. And you know, there's always a market, especially within self-development. And I think at the moment, you know, given obviously the current situation, people have got more time on their hands, you know, and people want to, they want to invest in themselves. So, you know, for a couple of quid a month, that let's be honest, you can't spend down the pub. You might as well put it back in, you know, you're putting it back into yourself. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? I, so I caught up a, another former Royal Marine the other day who he was a, he's a retired officer. He has a global coaching company and he's helping me build a separate from Facebook, a separate membership site. Hmm. And he, he told me like, if I was to do one-on-one coaching people, and I, and I do have the qualifications, I'm trained in NLP, NLP master practitioner, NLP coach, executive business coach. I've done all of that before. Yeah. I've just never used it. I just did it for my own personal development. But one-on-one, you know, I, I, I would be charging people about 1,500 pounds a day. Yeah. You know, which I, I, I don't want to do. Yeah. So I'm going to do the group thing. Do you know what I mean? I can help more people rather yes, than sir. just one-on-one stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, you're serving, you're basically just serving more people and driving more passion. You know, it, it's, it's, like not, it's not really about the money in that sense, is it? It's about serving a, a, a wider array of people. Because there will be people, so it's a bit, it's a bit airy-fairy in, in like the, the life coaching peak performance world, but if you put it in terms of a, a personal trainer, so, you know, like my friend Ben, he could train people one-to-one mm. and charge them 30 pounds an hour, or he could train people one to 30 and charge them three pounds an hour. Yeah. So it opens up the entry barrier for people that don't have that much excess cash to invest, which yeah. is a nice thing to do. Yeah, you know? definitely. So I, I'm going to try and go down that road and, and help as many people as I can. Oh, I love that. So I guess if we, we stay on the theme of, you know, helping people, I, I would imagine you get, 
a massive influx of of people that maybe are crying out for help or they've been through an accident or they've had a life-changing event Mm -hmm. i guess do, do you have many of these people coming through to you and so what what kind of pearls of wisdom i guess do you like do you throw at them I mean, it's all very individual. Hmm. You know I mean, you, you can broad stroke it, but a lot of this stuff, if you went in the good deep, then you have to go very niche and individual. But it would, it would depend what we're talking about. So I was talking on a club I was earlier, and uh, the topic was the positives that have come out of, of COVID. Because a lot of people are focused on the negatives. And so I started diving into why I think most of the planet defaults in negativity. Hmm. You know, and I started talking about daily routines. This is a, a an absolute winner if you want to get on top of your mental health, right? And people just do this, I think people just do this, because I used to do this, completely blind and not even realize they're doing it, right? So you get up in the morning. A lot of people get up in the morning to go to a job that they don't like. Hmm. They want to go there because they've got a lot of money, they've got a family to support, right? So they hit the snooze button once twice three times they drag their ass out of bed they put the tv on they go and brush their teeth or they'll go down and have a coffee a cigarette a bowl of cornflakes not the best start to the day Hmm. then they got the news on in the background right and it's going there's a terrorist attack the economy's crashed your house is worth 50 percent less than it was when you went to bed last night (laughs) and they're just like yeah. and then the kids are hanging off them dad dad mom mom help me i need this i need that oh she hit me and so already like it's like quarter past seven and you're wired and you're stressed yeah and then the routine doesn't go right and then you get in the car you put the radio on and what you're listening to the same news you just listened to on a telly right your house isn't worth this much your savings are useless someone stole your pension so you're gonna to have to work for another 10 years that you didn't yeah. want and you're getting angry and you're driving and someone cuts you up then you get stuck in traffic and you know you're going to be late for work and you're getting stressed out and you're ah, and you get to work at quarter past eight and you already want to murder everybody. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and something as simple as, as flipping your morning routine can have such a positive impact. So I'll get up at half past five. This is my routine when things are normal and the gym's open. So I'll get up at half past five and I'll meditate for 10 or 15 minutes right with with my earphones on with the app so i'm not waking the rest of the house up yeah i've got a little tray under my wife's makeup desk like a hotel tray with a kettle coffee sugar uh, spoon and all that so i can quietly make a coffee then i'll sort myself out i'll be getting my legs on get my gym kit and i'll be down the gym at 10 to 7 gym will open at 7 go in there blast out 45 minutes to an hour shower change and and i'm out before most people have got to work and I've prepped my day the night before. And it's, it's you know, Sunday I write out a big list of everything I've got to do, which 90% of it is in conjunction with the goals I set myself at the beginning of the year. Then I'll divvy it up in the week so it's scheduled in. So if someone says, can you do a podcast at half past eight, you know, Wednesday night, I'll be like, yeah, because I've got nothing yeah. on. Yeah. I can look at my diary and go, yeah, I've got nothing on. Whereas normally, you know, all today, everything's been bum, 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 bum. And I've got no time for nothing else. Yeah. And then my day just flows and i'm just constantly like you know that uh, i think it's serotonin isn't it that gets released yeah. in your brain the happy chemical and all day it's like doosh, doosh, and i'll yeah. be in the car instead of listening to the news i'm driving around like viewing properties or going to meetings and i've got podcasts on 
know what I mean? Or audio books. I'm mm. listening to one now by uh, maybe her name's Carol Dwyer, I think. It's called Mindset. Oh, okay. You know, I've got my I've, I've got all my podcasts for some short, sharp bits if I'm just not going to be in the car very long. And you know that to me, I, I geek out on this because what I'm doing there is double tapping my time. So I'm yeah. stuck in the car anyway. So why not use that time more productively to educate myself and to learn something, you know? And so, and it just has, I mean, you can see how passionate I'm about this stuff. Yeah. Like I, I call it peak performance. I just love like routine and habit and double tapping your time and being efficient and you know, all that kind of cool stuff. And it just, you just get so much done in a day. And this is without even outsourcing stuff to virtual assistants and stuff like yeah. that, all the stuff you don't want to do. And, uh, it just makes you just you're just on fire all the time so i was telling people about that you know that's one of our positives from covid is i've had to i've got to refine my daily routine spend more time with my family you know not being able to exercise regularly has been a pain but yeah. i figure it out we figure it out yeah and that's it and you know there, there are a lot of people that have really i guess you know with, with the gyms being shut down that that's hit a lot of people I think really, really hard. Um, and I think it's hit them harder now than it did during the first lockdown. I think a lot of it is to do with obviously it being winter, it's cold, it's miserable, but it just seems to have really, really affected people. And obviously there was a lot of campaigning. I think it was just before Christmas to keep the gyms open sort of regardless because of the the impact on mental health that it, it has and it was such a shame when it was you know it was basically said no because i think unless you are the type of individual that trains and you get that serotonin hit and you, you do you get to feel good you won't really appreciate that a gym it, it is more than a gym but here's here's the thing right when you don't have the resources you've got to be resourceful yeah so I, I don't mean this disrespectfully but if i had both my arms and both my legs i'd be out jogging i'd be doing hill sprints i'd be doing push-ups down here i'd be doing pull-ups on trees i'd be doing car park lunges all the stuff i used to do i don't need a gym and i know it's not ideal and it doesn't feel the same because you haven't got your mates you know spotting you on the bench and you haven't got mm. the vibe and the music's not but you've got to make the best of what you've got you know, yeah. when when lads in the military deploy on exercise, on operations, you know, they get things like big cans of oil in the kitchens and they fill them with cement and make a bench press with a scaffolding pole. They yeah. get jerry cans, fill them with water and sand and do runs and they just, they make it up. They figure out and do pull-ups of frames. Hmm. You know what I mean? The, the end result is the same. It's not perfect, but you're still getting up a sweat, you know, working hard, release feel-good chemicals. And being healthy. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be pretty. You you've just no. like you said, you've got to make do and you've got to be you've got to be resilient, I guess. And this is the thing as well from, from the mindset point of view. You've got sometimes I said this earlier and it makes me a little bit sick and twisted, but when this adversity comes, you just gotta smile and go, This is gonna make me more resilient. I'm mm. gonna figure this out. I'm going to figure out what to do. And this is, this is, all right, this is bad, but this is an opportunity. Yeah. Because right now I can level up and become a better person. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I can face this adversity and I can, 
figure out what I'm going to do. And actually, you know, take a look around. I, I got to a point, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm some sort of superhuman when it comes to mindset. I got to a point when I was a bit down and, and depressed when I was in the house and homeschooling and didn't leave. Mm. I didn't even put my legs on for four days. Yeah. And I thought to myself, if I just bum walk 10 meters out there, I'm in my garden. There's some people 15, 16 stories up in a flat yeah. with kids that have no green space. And, uh, and then you think that way and you're like, this ain't so bad. Not for me. Yeah. And that's it. It, it comes down to perspective. And to be fair, you know, it, it's something that we haven't actually spoke about just yet. And I think, again, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think especially for yourself being um, a triple amputee, perspective comes pretty fucking quick. No, I'll tell you a story, right? I'll tell you a story. My first day in rehab, right after I was injured, I left hospital after six weeks. It was a bit of a roller coaster. I get into rehab, and I, and I was the UK's first triple amputee since mm. I think the First World War. So I didn't even have anyone. I'm looking around at blokes with their, their foot missing or one leg missing, and I'm I'm just wishing I was that person. I'm like, you've yeah. got it so easy. You know what I mean? This is going to be rough for me. And because I was a triple amputee, instead of putting me in a six-man room, I got put in a single-man high-dependency room behind the nurse's station, mm. right? So you imagine there's a nurse's station here. Behind it, it's like a crescent with four rooms. So I get wheeled in, and room number one was empty. Room number two was full. Three was empty, and I was in room number four. As I went past room number two, there was this scream, and, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but it's imagine Chewbacca out of Star Wars, right? So not like a that's a, that's the kind of scream it was, right? It, it didn't sound right. It didn't sound like a normal scream. And so I wheeled past, and I looked in. The curtain was open, and there was a young lad in there who was nineteen, and he had a hand grenade go off by his head, and he had a huge chunk of his skull missing, and he was screaming. He couldn't speak. He, he couldn't move. He had to be craned in and out of his bed. He was screaming because of how much pain he was just in all the time because of nerve damage, brain damage. And I wheeled past him on my first day there, got into my room and I thought, fucking hell, I've got it easy actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard work learning to walk, but that poor guy has got it 10 times harder than I have. You know, and that put things into perspective. Yeah. And it always has ever since. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so hard, you know, like, I say it's not hard, but people will come up with any excuse to, to kind of get out of something. So we said just, just before I hit record, you know, the, the 5K run that you're going to be doing, and, you know, mm-hmm. you said through, you know, you're going to put your legs on, you're basically going to have to run through your ass. Yep. But there will be people that will say, oh, I've got a bad foot I've got this I've got that but then you know let's put it into perspective we've got a bloke with no legs who's running through his ass so right. you know leave your excuses at the door you know with something like that I would I would always advise someone to do what was sensible medically so if yeah. you've got a, a bad knee right and going out running 10k is going to you know, make it worse for the rest of your life, then probably just rest it up. Yeah. But, you know, for little little niggles and, and 
irritations or whatever, you know, strap it up. You listen to David Goggins, you know, that oh, dude used, used masking tape. He, he wrapped his legs in masking tape right to run around in a circle. <laughs> he had shin splints so bad. And he was like, how can I figure this out? I'm not going to stop. I know what I do. I've got some black masking tape. I'll just yeah. wrap my legs up and I'll just figure it out. That's yeah. hardcore. You know, that's, that's being resourceful without any resources. Yeah. I love David Goggins. He's just, he's, he's on like another level. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's insane. So kind of just going back ever so slightly. So you've been put into your room, you're going through rehab, you've got your legs on, you've taken that first step. Mm-hmm. Where, where does your head go at that point? Like, what is that feeling? Could you, can you put it into words? Yeah, mate, it was, it was awful. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I had, um, I built myself up, right? So I was a, I was a Royal Marine, right? I was a commando, I was 24 years old. One of the fittest blokes on the planet, right? At the peak of my physical fit, I was six foot two. I was 16 stone, you know, jacking weights, running miles, putting stupid weights on my back. I'm just walking for hours. I could do anything. I felt like a superhuman. And my mindset was, give me my legs, get out of my way. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to absolutely astound everybody. I'm going to put these on and I'm going to be walking 10K by the end of the week. And I put them on and I stood up. And initially, there was a big issue with my blood pressure because you've been like down so long when you stand back up all the blood rushes down and it so I had to just compose myself and I walked one length of the parallel bars I walked back to my wheelchair and I was done I was exhausted I went back to my room and slept and I, and I woke up and I thought this is going to be one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life I couldn't even walk two lengths of parallel bars without being wiped out and and that was and I was just like, I need to drop my ego. I yeah. need to get my head screwed on right. I need to listen to what these people tell me. And I need to bust my ass every single day until I master these things. Do you know what? I genuinely weren't expecting you to say that. Yeah, it sucked. It was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Every day. You know, I, I would, so I'm a, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're an above me or below me. But what's left of my legs, what's called the residual limb, fits into a carbon fiber socket. Mm. So every day my groin is cut and bleeding. I've got blisters, that point where your ass meets the top of your leg, that little fold, blistered. You know, the ends of my legs, bruised, blistered. And then every day you go get up, put them legs on and try it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you stop and you take a couple of days off, unless you're really bad and it's the sensible thing to do, then your progress stops and you lose that momentum. So you've just got to have that mindset of every day I've got to get up. And this is actually a lot of stuff I'm going to be writing about in this, in this book is every day you got to get up and just get better by 1% minimum. The minimum you got to do is just get 1% better. Don't stay still and don't go back. Just get 1% better. So for me back then, that meant if I'd walked, two lengths of the parallel bars the day before, I'll walk two lengths and one step. Yeah. Minimum. No, I would, I would always push it to three lengths or four lengths or whatever, but 
as long as I hit that 1%, that to me meant I made progress that day. And I can go back to my room at the end of the day and my head, I'm on high because I know I've made progress. I'm not questioning myself because there's, there's no question. I've done it. I've made that minimum 1% I set myself. And then, you know, it didn't take me a year really, but 365 days later, you're 365% farther ahead, minimum. Yeah. Minimum. You know what I mean? This is what I think is an issue. And I'm no expert. I'm not a PT. But when it comes to people with dieting and fad diets, they just go full ham for like a month. Like I'm starving myself. I'm running 20K every day. Then they crash because they're miserable. And I'm like, well, why don't you just look at what you're doing now? If you, have, if you drink six coffees a day, right, with four sugars in it, drink five coffees tomorrow with two sugars in it. There's your 1%, right? Yeah. And then gradually reduce that. And then... As you get down to two coffees with no sugar, black coffees, maybe start walking for 10 minutes every morning, right? And you're going to enjoy this a lot more and you're going to stick this out forever because you're not killing yourself. Yeah, you don't get the initial results as fast, but you're going to get them eventually and they're going to last a lot longer and you're going to enjoy the process and change your lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I say it to a lot of my clients, it's it's just micro changes for macro Mm -hmm. results. Right. So exactly. Yeah, I mean, by all means, we could get you to drop X amount of weight, you know, by X time, but it's not going to be sustainable. As quick as you lose it, it's going to come back on and more, you know. So let's just ride the wave. Let's take that, like you said, that one percent, and let's just go with it. I love these PTs, you know, on Instagram that are that are honest. So like my friend Jamie Alderton, he yeah. always puts up pictures of himself when he's shredded, and he went. Here's the truth. I was miserable. I was crabby. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I snapped at my family. Yeah, I looked good on stage for five minutes when I was covered in tan under the lights with some oil on, but I freaking hated it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd much rather be happy with a bit of pudge, with more energy, with more enthusiasm and, and being happier than looking like that all the time. And that's, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole with you, but that's what I hate about the fitness industry. They just put these people on there with the right filters, you know, some that are genetic freaks, some that are doing things they shouldn't be doing and claiming yeah. they're not doing certain sort of spare supplements. And then everyone's like, oh, I want to look like that. I want to look like that. But you won't be happy looking like that. It's yeah. not sustainable. It really isn't. It really, really <laughs> isn't. You know, and I, I do, I, I've never been in the same, you know, I haven't got down as shredded as, as, as Jamie Alderton because he's... He's a beast. Gets down, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. But I've been there. I've had abs. I've had that physique. And I was fucking miserable. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And now I carry more weight. And I'm fine with that. My wife enjoys that. You know, end of the day, as long as I'm happy, you know, and my wife's happy, happy wife, happy life, then mm-hmm. then life's good. You know, I don't, I don't personally train people to go on stage because I think there's the negative really outweighs the positive. So I'll just, I will always try to get people to live a healthier, balanced life. Yeah. I just generally enjoy, just enjoy life and yeah. be fit and healthier in the process. Yeah. I did it. I did that once, right? Like dieting down. It was, I entered a competition for men's health to get on the cover. Yeah. And I, I remember the day the photographers turned up, I was at my in-law's house up in Surrey. And I was lying on the front room floor in the fetal position, nibbling on crackers. <laughs> and I completely, completely dehydrated myself. 
completely and I'm just taking little bites out of these crackers, like literally fantasizing about nailing a cheeseburger on these guys left and I couldn't wait for them to go. And it seemed like the morning dragged, like yeah. the whole morning seemed like about three days. And in my mind, I'm like, can you like just fuck off so I can eat a cheeseburger? Yeah. I'm miserable. <laughs> it's horrible, mate. Yeah, it's, it's not good and it's not healthy. Mm-mm. Question I want to sort of end with. You are, you're about to present to some school leavers. I don't know, obviously, what the crack is with school at the moment. Um, but you're leaving school and these kids have got the whole life ahead of them. What would you tell them? You know, as we are today, COVID, the lot, all of everything that's going around in the world, what are your words to them? So I would, I would tell them to do what they want to do with the rest of their life that's going to make them happy. And they absolutely can do this now, right? And it gets just silly, right, that if you're seriously, seriously passionate about making jam and you start a YouTube channel about making jam and an Instagram channel about making jam, right, and you get it out there and you do it right, you could make three, four, five, six thousand pounds a month making videos showing people how to make jam. Yeah. Right? That's the world we live in now. And then you can make t shirts saying, oh, I love jam and, and sell merchandise. <laughs> and then you can release instructional courses. You can even, like I was talking about earlier, create your own membership site. And you, could, yeah. you know, for £3.49 a month, come into my Jam Makers Club and we'll have exclusive once a month zoom calls where i'll teach you my secrets about how to do this and how to do that with jam yeah. people are killing it there's no need to do anything in this day and age that's going to make you miserable and it's funny sorry that i'm going on mate but i get passionate cool. about stuff like this someone's been dming me on instagram lately and he's a disabled guy who works for a, i won't say the firm's name but it's a delivery company out in the states and he's making a video about all the disabled employees hmm. And I think he's trying to flip their mindset into for the able-bodied employees to say, look, this guy can do this or this girl can do that just because they're disabled doesn't mean they can do it. Yeah. And he asked me, he wants me to get involved with something. And he asked me, do you mind if I ask you, Mark, why you don't work in, in an industry, why you don't have a, a, a job? Yeah. And I said, because I don't, I don't need one. I said, I, I run a business from a mobile phone. I do, I can speak on, you know, I've got, uh, three or four virtual talks in the next couple of weeks. You know, the money's really good. I can earn a month's wages from and at my old job in, in the time that we've been talking here. Yeah. You know, I'm monetizing my podcast right now. I've got a small range of merchandise that I run from my mobile phone. I've got affiliate uh, deals with companies that bring in a little bit of money. I don't, no one needs to really work a proper job with a boss as such anymore you can do so much from a mobile phone yeah a mobile phone about anything peanut butter, yeah. jam kittens knitting yeah you know what Literally i mean anything if you don't believe me whoever's listening to this go on go and find a youtuber right and then go on a website called social blade and then type in their youtube name find them and it will tell you roughly what they are and you look at the big boys right i mean they're the unicorns that are running hundreds of millions of pounds mm. you know with their youtube and then their merchandise and everything that goes on top of it but just go find someone average who reviews push bikes 
Yeah. I bet they're still earning about £2,000, £3,000 a month by riding bikes. A bike they'll get for free, and then the bike manufacturer will want to give them all the kit free because they'll test it and review it and say, it's great, go buy it and put links to it, and they're getting paid for it. Yeah. So you can do, you know, I would just tell kids, you can do whatever you want, you know, within the confines of the law. Don't <laughs> go run around. <laughs> and don't, do not have aspirations to be a reality TV star. Don't do that. Yes. Stay away from that. Hundred percent. Don't end up on. Oh no, I probably shouldn't like drop. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, still... some sort of. There's all these different islands now, aren't there? Oh, well, oh, mate, there's loads. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, I'm gonna throw your Instagram, your website, everything, um, literally everything possible on on the show notes. Um, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Thanks for coming on to you and to everyone else listening. Stay safe and mind your fitness. Stay safe and mind your fitness.